Welcome to the Front Porch Theology Podcast. I'm Heather, your host, and I'm here with... Jeremy. And Will, here's your the podcast oil. where we put the fun in funeral. Did you say here's my castor oil? No, your ashtray. I just haven't you put that out. Oh, Thank thanks. You. I really would have liked something to drink, but that's okay. Well, we'd like you to finish smoking before we start recording. It's true. <laughs> well, it's so I won't cough. And it's so, all right, it's that's really enough. That's enough. What are you smoking? Did you get a new brand? I, You know... I had to go a little cheaper. You said got Virginia Slims, but these are putting out more smoke, I feel like, than normal. Uh, USA Gold, 100. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, it. whatever it is, it's... It's Camel's cousin. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> right. Um. So, today, how are you all doing? I haven't seen you all in a while. Um, I'm I'm doing great. I feel like I haven't even left. Yeah. That's, uh, you like I've been must here. be working really hard today. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. Well, he had a week off for COVID, so I did. he's trying to make up for it. That was that was two weeks ago. Are we going to talk yeah. about how we think you gave him and Baker COVID? Or are we not so talking there's, about there's that? There's an oh, no, we don't, we don't, no, not just me and Baker, me, there's Baker, an, Andrew, uh, Leslie. There's an office rumor that Wuhan, I was patient zero. Well, that was the thing. Baker was tr- like contact tracing one day, and he was like, <laughs> it all started when I got in Will's truck. And I was like, yeah, the truck was like the Wuhan lab Listen, at that point when he was in it. Baker had like yarn coming from like different pictures. <laughs> I, yeah. trying to figure I it hope out. he did. He was that crazy guy at the wall. <laughs> he, and he wanted to make sure he got all of his, you know, he wanted to cover everybody well, and make sure he didn't infect anybody else. I've not had a documented case of COVID. Because <laughs> she refused to test. Is that true? It's because he no. doesn't test. That's hold on. why. Hold on. Do you not remember when Try he... Try to hold it up in court. ...was in Ukraine and tested positive? Oh, yeah, but that was a... Did we talk about that? That was a Ukrainian don't test. T- <laughs> <laughs> I don't trust tests unless they're made in America. Okay. That's true. Made in so. America. It's Ukrainian test. We don't look at those. So today, uh, we're going to cover... I'm going to kind of just shut you all down real quick. Yeah, yeah that could and, go a long time. Um, sorry. We're going to go ahead and jump into our topic. Um, I made a post recently, and I think I told you guys this the last episode, um, just to ask to kind of get some fillers for some topics that people would like to cover. And there was one specific... Boy, did we get some topics. We did. We got some good ones, actually. Um, There was one specific about clothing, and it all... It used to be more about you, Jeremy, but it was mostly because I targeted and bullied you You about your sweater vests. And now it's... Then it kind of flopped back over to Will about his... His tight shirts. His tight shirts. His nipple but, shirts. Yeah. And, but now somebody has asked about swimming trunks. Dude, the other day he shows up to church in, in like legit swimming shorts. <laughs> they were not. He wasn't preaching. And I'm like, why are you in swimming shorts? He's like, I'm teaching kids, man. So I'm making funny, making me self-conscious. About and he's like, it, it was... He had like the shirt... You know, like the swim shirt material? Yeah. It was that material. No, it wasn't. It, it was, was that material. It on. was a cotton shirt. No, it was shiny. And it was like... Oh, no, like, it was a plain gray yeah. cotton t-shirt. Whatever. Okay, so... And, and the shorts I, are I like... I mean, I really feel like the, these people were offended that you were I'm, swimming I'm attire. getting offended right now. I'm getting mad. <laughs> he's, he's the, just, the shorts were like... They were... Were they short, They shorties? had stitching. There was a button on the pocket. Wait, wait. They're like... You literally They're showed like me. golf shorts. You peeled them back and showed me the internal underwear. The liner. Is that, no, that is, that is there was no short. liner in them. Oh, no. do they have undies inside? <laughs> no, because they make them like that now. It's okay. Listen, here's the worst part of this whole thing. Those shorts. Um, I love them because they're they're really comfortable, but not they're because they're not because they're like swim shorts or anything, <laughs> but they're really comfortable and they were like royal blue, so they were kind of a weird collar, but. Um, Every year when I put them on, like when summer comes around or spring, like the first time, Ama- Amanda has a saying. She goes, you know, it's summer when you start wearing those shorts. <laughs> she hates them. And then I wore them to church, and it it was like this big controversy. Yeah. yeah. It's just no one had seen you come 
uh, right out of the hot tub before. You literally left your hot tub and like walked the church at your town with you. Well, I wasn't preaching. <laughs> I was teaching in kids' class and listen, we're doing this all is these all activities. I say, okay, and, yeah. you know, I've I felt I wanted conv- to be comfortable. I yeah, felt I convicted over Jeremy's sweater vest after a certain period of time because I I realized that I was truly bullying him and targeting him. Yeah, you were. And you know, since then we've talked sure. a lot about like unrealistic and unhealthy expectations, and I feel like that as long as you're Wait, there should parts, be some expectations. As long as your parts were covered, <laughs> then there should be some expectations. Then yeah. it's a, if you're teaching kids, you've got to dress the role. Actually, that's one of the the um, qualifications or rules or specifications when you teach. You you should wear comfortable clothing. So see, yeah. I was dressing for what I was doing. I wouldn't have preached in what I was wearing. No, that day. Why you would have swam in it? Because it was. It, you kid it, just got right in. I, I think it. I think dunk, it communicates the, uh, a casualness that that didn't oh, fit. That okay. wouldn't have fit the occasion of preaching. You wouldn't gotten the baptistry trough. Yeah, yeah. So, but like, yeah. What what made it funny was we we were down looking at the other building and did me you have and, that outfit on? Me and Stephen were walking back and it started pouring the rain. I mean, like, like it was like I thought mm-hmm. God was breaking his promise. Maybe like global flood type rain and when by the time we got back and it was time for church to start again i was like dripping wet with water and then then i had to get on stage and do the welcome and i was and everyone had already been making fun of my shorts it looked like swimming trunks and then i had to get on stage i was like soaking wet and amanda was working nursery that day and she was watching the little live feed tv and she said i was watching the service on the live feed why were you soaking wet when you got on stage yes well i mean I I I, uh, I I appreciate it. You you definitely don't usually come to work like that. So, and yeah, like how I, you're dressed I, right I now. I like the slicky. I'm not wearing a slicky shirt like you had on. It wasn't a slicky shirt. Or whatever. Okay, we can agree to disagree. Yeah. Did you learn anything from the book that Jeremy suggested to you, pastors and their critics? <laughs> I did. He bought me a book to teach me how to deal with him. <laughs> That's what he did. Yeah, I, was, I hope it's a treat your critics nicely. It was very thoughtful. All right, so. What is happening in your You're gonna pants? Call? <laughs> What's happening in your pants? Yeah, I got, I got, I got. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'll go ahead. Hello. Somebody's calling me now. Yes. You're you're literally getting a phone call yes. too. They're both getting phone calls. This Hello. is so rude. I'm going to have to freaking tell them that. All right, y'all done with they your calls? Know, they don't even know where the kids are. You done with state. your phone calls? I'll, yeah. have, I'll have Baker edit out the personal information you guys just Yeah, could you just bleep it like when I said the name? Yeah. I mean, I'm be great. People can visit me. No, it's okay. Nah. Um, so, uh, let's just kind of get back on track for a second. We, we both, were never we, on track. I know, You're I know. making fun let's, of my the no, internet's we making fun we of my shorts. Well, I was trying to help put that to rest, okay? Because it was out there. Speaking of putting things to rest. Oh. Oh. Ooh, it got dark. Look at you. That Sorry. was good. We're going to talk about funerals. We're talking about funerals today. Ooh. And so when this suggestion was put on um, my post, I assumed that it was just somebody making fun. Because you all know I have some pretty epic family funeral stories Dude. that I do Ooh. share. Um, so Who commented uh, this? Um, Who was it? Elizabeth was the first. So this, 
Elizabeth was the first, and then there were several people who um, had also asked about cremation and other things, I think probably more in a more serious note, because yeah. of, because the day before, Elizabeth and I had a conversation about fighting at funerals. So I think Elizabeth yeah. was just trying to, you know, continue the, the conversation from the day before. But um, I feel like we've talked uh, briefly on this before. Um, couldn't tell you which episode or if it's even true but um so we're just gonna go ahead and roll right into it so when it comes to funerals yeah and being laid to rest there's a lot of um a lot of thoughts and beliefs that somebody has to just be buried back into the ground um, and that cremation is not a good thing uh that our bodies weren't meant to be cremated because they have to rise up uh, you know and everything like that. So let's talk about that. Is as a believer, is cremation a bad thing? And then, um, are there any things that should or shouldn't be done as a believer when it comes to funeral time and funeral arrangements? <laughs> I, that's a whole other topic. Making your funeral arrangements. We'll not go there. Yeah. Well, we will go there. I, okay. I've got some thoughts on that. Okay. But, great. Um, no, cremation is not a bad thing. Um, there's no Christian belief that should lead you to a place where you think it's sinful to have a loved one cremated, or if those are your wishes for yourself, you're in the wrong, or anything like that. Whoa, um, whoa, wait a minute. Here we wait go. a minute. Uh, let me play devil's advocate. The devil needs no advocate, Jeremy. Well, listen. Hi, Danny. What, <laughs> what about what, how the Lord says he's going to raise you up and, and resurrect your body? How can he resurrect your body if your body's nothing but ashes? Hmm. Well, your body decomposes Word. anyways. And so, um, so, yeah, even if you don't um, have yourself cremated, um, Mother Nature will take care of decomposing you anyways. Which is so odd because um, funeral directors will sell, like, literally sell you things to preserve your body longer. Like, they'll be like, "Well, here's this casket, but for you it's know, just for, for eight hundred dollars more, you can get this." I don't want to sound like, like my husband, tighter. but it's like the biggest Ponzi scheme. The funeral funerals are services are, are. it's um, insane. So. It, well, it's a dark one too because they 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 exploit people are vulnerable, right? And yeah, you're not in a place to make good financial yeah. decisions. Undertaker, and, no, yeah. Undertaker. Who, who does it? Funeral Undertaker. director man. Funeral director man. Yeah, yeah. they're not all shady. Person, there's some, there's some good ones. Because there's some uh, ladies who direct. They're not bad. That, but it is it is a little. It can get a little strange sometimes. But sometimes sometimes the things that people do in that season are are comforting to them and if it's comforting to them then so be it. Uh, but there is so so the the argument like against cremation would I think the better argument would not be that so my body's in the ground ready to be resurrected by Jesus. That's that's well, nonsense the- because your body's going to decompose anyways and there's lots of faithful people who have been beheaded or been burned at the stake right. or um, or even died in tragedies where their bodies are are mangled or blown up or whatever. But, but what what how did God make Adam? Out of dust. Oh, well, there you go. Yeah. He didn't it didn't stop him before. He right. wouldn't be like, "Oh, man, right. I would have raised you had yes. you not gotten cremated." Yeah. Ah, so when when we're resurrected, our our bodies are made like Jesus's eternal. And so even if that's dust that you're being made from, yeah. then God God's not limited by what we do at our funerals. Right. And and so furthermore, it, it's important for us to um 
to, to have a right theology about death um, as we as we come into things like that. And so um, I think I think a good theology about death is understanding that Jesus has overcome death. And so cremation, um, burial, uh, wishes, whatever traditions or customs we do, and that's different around the world, um, nothing is going to thwart God's plan to resurrect his elect at the, at the end of time. And so um, nothing can stop that. So we're not in danger of messing with God on that. Secondly, I think it's important in grief and in death to, to be comforted by, um, if you're a Christian, by God's Spirit and the Spirit in His church. And so um, that can look a lot of different ways, and different things are going to be comforting for people that might not be comforting for other people. And so this is why like, I've done a lot of funerals, and I think it's really important to um, to meet a family in, in their culture and their tradition and what makes them comfortable. And, um, and that's different for different people. Some people don't want to see you know, a, a body because it's disturbing to them and they'd rather just see pictures of a loved one. For right. some people, it brings very, very much a real closure to see a body because it's a, fina- a finality of, okay, I see that my loved one is, has passed away right. now. No, so I was, I'll speak to that. Yeah, I think, I think there is, though I am someone who wants to be cremated um, or I don't really care what they do with it. I just don't spend money on my body. But uh, if, but one thing that uh, seeing a your whether it's at death or like open casket type thing mm-hmm. is the closure part. I remember my mom. I didn't see her. I mean, I wasn't in the room the moment she died. They took me out of the room, and and then I never saw her body. And I remember thinking and, and like hoping as a kid, like maybe she faked her death. Like maybe she's still out there. Yeah, like right. to actually see the body. Yeah, and, and there's a part of like which is super sad because then it's like, all right, she faked her death. Maybe she's gonna come back and get me. Right. So like, there yeah. is a degree of like, man, like of of closure that is needed. I think for yeah. for health and growth, and so that can happen before the funeral, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it can. So do you think? Um, do you think that there are things that can ha- that you that people do you think it's unhealthy if cremation is what the person chooses um, like to keep ashes? I like think it's weird to keep ashes? Yeah. Like no, don't, not weird. Well, I mean some people think it's weird. I, it doesn't bother me. I'm I'm just thinking like do you think that that's an unhealthy thing like doesn't fully give you closure like you're truly like, you know, I'm here Jason's up on my main, you know what I mean? Uh, as weird as it, I mean, as unhealthy as it is to go decorate a grave, I wouldn't say that's unhealthy. Um, I think, uh, I would say, so I would say neither one of them is unhealthy. Um, I think there's a, I think knowing that death, knowing they're not there, if you think they're there, that's unhealthy. Right. Um, I think as a, as a, like as a remembrance. Um, so I remember thinking, and I still, I mean, cards on the table, I think it's weird people decorate graves um uh i don't really quite understand it but i i do understand that i'll it's, also interject and say you've got a weird sure i do view of remembering the dead i well, yeah some of it comes from trauma well, that, yeah because your mom died at a young when sure. you were at a young age yeah, but it wasn't dealt with in, a, in the most normal way but, but some of it's just because <laughs> you're just a weird individual it's true i understand that so like <laughs> I, I understand that i don't emotionally work like i i'm broken a little bit in this area but I do recognize that people going to decorate graves, they are doing so in remembering the life of that individual yeah. versus like they're not sitting there. And I learned this. I used to think people like, do they think that they really love it? Yeah. yeah. I'm like, no, they're just, it's just like, hey, we remember 
and we we're, we don't want them this this to die. This, yeah. You know the the, the memories. memories. Yeah. yeah. Well, and there's a, there's a Christian that. principle too that motives matter and motivations matter. And so if if your motivation is yeah some kind of like afterlife that you're helping them or doing something for them in the afterlife, like that's that's unbiblical. But if your motivation is you want to honor their memory, you want to remember them, you want to have a memorial, um, the Bible doesn't tell us that we have to do those things, but the Bible doesn't tell us that those things are sinful. And so if your motives are pure, then seriously, whatever makes you grieve well and be comforted is is permissible and okay. And that's what I tell people a lot of times when they're walking through a period of of, uh, saying goodbye to someone who's passed away, a loved one, is, is like, you you tell us what makes you comfortable. Like you get to decide so what, do you, what makes you comfortable. Do you think with funeral services, do you think it should be, or it, it could be a little both, but I'm just curious what you think. Is it more about what's to benefit and comfort the family or is it more to what, like honoring the wishes of the person who's passed? So I, I tend to think it's more for the, for the family. Um, I, now, you you comfort the family by honoring the deceased. Yeah. Um, that's that's obviously going to be the most comforting thing. So you honor the deceased, but especially if they die in the Lord, you they're with the Lord. Right. Um. But but I yeah I think a funeral service happens on earth, not in heaven. Right. Um. And in heaven, that's when a, when a Christian dies, they go to be with the Lord, and and they're they're in their in the state that they were designed for and so the funeral happens on earth and so our primary motive at funerals really should be to comfort the living comfort those that are that are on earth um grieving this and and to help them see the gospel and to help them see how to how to carry on in a way that honors the dead but also uh gives hope to them in the gospel so what? Are you feeling uncomfortable talking You're about that? You're just kind of sitting there weird. No, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm listening. He I, gets really uncomfortable. I don't I, by the way, I appreciate like how how open you are about um, about your mom's yeah. death, and then and I then think that's like very helpful. Um, and and your own weirdness too. Yeah. Like, What's like the you, you magician's that. name? What the, magician? the one, the local one. Oh, uh, Keith, Keith Matheny. Yeah. Okay. Listen, it would be really dishonorable at my funeral to have that guy. Yeah. Come and do something. Yeah. That hack, Keith Matheny. Yeah. You know. Yeah, you don't like him. Yeah, so <laughs> yeah. like, you so don't want to. want to do that. If I would, said, don't let that guy come and do his tricks. Yeah, if, if Jeremy's, if Jeremy's well, dying party. wishes are, don't have a magician at my funeral, as if we would anyways. <laughs> like, Kid, if boy. we know that's his wishes, yeah. you know, we're not going to do, do that. Then you don't do it. You're not like, well, you know what? Too bad, Keith Matheny. You're going to come and perform. So listen, Jeremy and I both want to want to speak in some way at our own funerals. Absolutely. Um, so, which, which death so has made that a little hard? Baker record like a video yes. or something. I was, yeah. We we both Maybe actually every year. We both actually record one every month. Yeah. Um, oh, every month. Wow, that's yeah. <laughs> we have another one. We have yeah. another filming coming up. We do it every month just in case anything would happen. And, okay. Um, we hold each other accountable to do it, and so <laughs> no, we um, don't. We don't release them because it'd be weird to release yeah. them if yeah. we're not dead. But that's true. So so I had uh, there is an archive of them <laughs> of different death videos. Uh, no, I, I am, I, I am, I'm weird about it, but I've, I've come to realize, w- I don't understand why people are like, I want other people around me. I, d- I don't yeah. understand that. Um, I, I definitely deal with grief differently. I like, I like humor and jokes to deal to, with, right. with, you know, with grief. Um, but I, I, want, I want all kinds of people around me when I'm grieving. Yeah, I don't. When so, you're gr- you do want yeah. people around mm-hmm. you while you're grieving? Mm-hmm. And so, like, it doesn't comfort me. It comforts me. Um, so, I, I just realized I think that's how a lot of people are, though. I think a lot of people do like that. It, it reminds me, like, they're they're 
I've lost someone I love, and there's a lot of people that are still that are that yeah. care about still you. around yeah. me that care oh, about me. That's good. Yeah. So I, I I do think that death though is a uh, I think a proper I, I think someone said to me the other day um, when I die I I don't I want it to be a party I don't want people to be sad I don't want people to, and I'm like no that'd be weird if they weren't sad. Right? Yeah, especially this person had kids, right? I'm like, they should process. be sad. There's nothing unbiblical, uh, you know. They're, they're, I want to be a celebration. I'm with Jesus. I'm like, yeah, but they can still be sad. That they're not with you. They're gonna miss you, you know. Yeah. Um, and so I do think that uh, there is a weird. We're supposed to be a joyful people that that somehow is absence of of grieving and lamenting, and I think there's a place for it. Um, something I've noticed, and I've been to several now uh, West Virginia funerals. And maybe this is more southern West Virginia, but something I really I noticed very differently than the Virginia's back where, where I'm from, um, which is, and I think it's in a way of, and I would love to know what you all think about this, and you are more experts on this than I am, um, is a way to honor the person. Usually there is a outburst of sadness and like a leaving the room by somebody, um, usually by more than one individual. It's like a, I compare it to like the ancient view of like, sackcloth and, and ashes yeah it's like like and i'm not it's not acting but it's a way to let everyone know i like how much this person i'm meant. undone yeah, yeah. like right, i'm right, overcome right. with emotion i'm so undone by this yeah, that i i can't compose myself to the point that i've got to leave the room right. I've, I've been to funerals of people that i that i love I me mean, i mean i I never thought of storming out of a room that's like that some of that i think is redneck culture like you come from a much more distinguished place. Yeah, yeah. the Berry Estate. Yeah, you come from the Berry Estate. You had Damn you Lord. chewed berry tea gum. Yeah, this is, this is life. Yes. Yeah, and yeah. you know. Don't talk this. Honestly, I think that I think that is more Appalachian, like. So so like, like redneck culture is much I more mean, relaxed, and and so like we don't we don't hide how we feel in any circumstance. Because yeah. that's that's just not who we are, and so then when it comes to a time of grief, I think yeah. some cultures that they're able to kind of mask emotion, they kind of keep their composure and hold it all together. Whereas someone who's not done that in any other part of their life, yeah. they just kind of it let would it be, all hang out. The term that would have been used was that is uncouth. Yeah, I've, that's what that was the term that would have been used. It was uncouth. Now, what I what I re, what it reminds me of is it sounds like an Edgar Allan Poe word. <laughs> in, Lo- in Logan, when uncouth. that happens, we call that a fit. Yeah. You're having a fit or a breakdown. But it's not disrespectful, though. No, no it's one's not like, disrespectful. whoa, what a weirdo. And I, you know, I think a lot of what Will said is true. I, but, you know, I, I don't think it's just Appalachian culture, by the way. I, uh, I don't think so either. Because it happens. in Virginia was, I went to a funeral. Uh, I, I got invited to a funeral, and um, it, it's what I, it reminded me of. I think it's more common. I'm, I'm actually saying, I'm actually saying your distinguished culture it's weird. Is, it's is the outlier. It is. It's unnatural. It's, it's, it's a suppression of emotions. Right. Out of like, and it has nothing to do with the hurting. It has something to do with like, a, like you have it together. Right? Yeah, and you so, you have to be strong, and yeah. you've got you're strong for everybody. So, and the, and I think the people, the reason people run out of the room is because they don't want so many people touching them. And like, I mean, cause I don't know. Yeah, I, like if you're sobbing. Yeah, and, you want to just the, let leave, you, let me have yeah, this moment. Yeah, let me cry. And when people come and like people hand try, you tissues yeah. and hug you, it's like I'd rather you just, just get walk overwhelmed, away, overwhelmed, can, overstimulated, so I can breathe yeah. again and then come back. Yeah, I, I just I just noticed it, and I thought, man, and there's always there's like one or two, um, and I'm like, man, this reminds me in back back home, but not again, not, and I and I'll use generalities of where we're at, but like the the, the white community that was just didn't do that, right? Um, well, I've seen I've seen people pass out, throw up. Dude, well, I mean, it's just a yeah. little. It's just 
That's because of the that's because of the Virginia Slims. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> you smoke a whole pack of those before a funeral, you're gonna have a rough time. Yeah, so I I, I find it it's just it's just interesting to me. By the way, I told you to put your cigarette out while we were recording. It is out. It's we're just, talking about ashes and stuff. I saw it. <laughs> I thought it was still it looks like it's still smoking a little bit. Um uh, but no, I, I think funerals are fascinating and and I'll never forget when Jeremy like was when he was he hadn't been on staff with us very long, but like we were like somebody had lost someone, and we were like we're gonna go to this. We went to the viewing. Um, I don't even know if we went to the funeral, but we went to the viewing like you know the night before the funeral. And Jeremy was so confused. He was like, "Why are we going to this?" And I'm like, "Cause it's the viewing." And he's like, "What are we viewing? Is it a movie?" He was like so confused. <laughs> And I was like, you just go. It's just like a visitation. Like, you just go visit. It's like, just as a he's like, but why? sign of respect and, he, and he's care like, for the person He's like deeply left. analyzing the purpose for it. I'm like, don't question why we're doing it. It's just what we do. It's what we're doing. And so, so he's like, okay, so we're going to walk in. And, and he's like, what do I say? And I'm like, you're going to go up to the family and you're going to say, I'm really <laughs> sorry for your loss. And so we're waiting in line, like going up to the casket. You were and he, talking him through it, weren't he, you? He's like, keeps leaning over to me. He's like, what's my line again? Oh my gosh! And I'm like, Jeremy, just say sorry for your loss, praying for you. And he's like, and then he's over there like, sorry for your loss, sorry for your loss, praying for. He's like repeating it so he can not mess it up when he gets to the front of the line. Did he shake their hands too? Yeah, listen, I, I still. Yeah, and then he was like a third grader in in his school play. He said it as fast as he could. I got nervous. I got nervous. It was my first one. So I had gone to I had gone to viewings before, but like when you when you go through, like you don't want to mess it up. You don't want to mess it up, but there. Besides that, like if you don't, I don't know. Like especially with, I don't want to be insensitive, especially with older individuals. Like it's not a shocker, right? When my grandfather died, I wasn't. It wasn't like what? Like I wasn't surprised. He was ninety six years old. It's what happens to them. Yeah. Um, and no, it, it's it's it was sad. Like I did his funeral. I cried at his funeral. It was sad. I knew him, but like a stranger. Not even a stranger, someone who didn't know him. Like, I don't know. I just wasn't like, I never felt that was comforted by that. And I, that, that was the part. I just didn't understand, like, why do you want everyone to come to you and feel bad well, for you? Here's why. I think it's just a sign. Go ahead. I'll give you a really biblical reason why. Yeah. It's because even though I may not know your grandfather, I know you. Mm-hmm. And if you're hurting and we're brothers in Christ, yeah. I'm called to hurt with you. That's true. And that's that's it. That's all it is. And so it's an expression of empathy, and it's 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 uh, limited people who aren't perfect doing their best to try to show you. I'm, I'm acknowledging you're hurting. I'm praying for you, yeah. and I want to let you know that I in like person. That. So one thing I discovered, and and actually I didn't even know this. I've lived in West Virginia now for almost 20 years, and this is a couple of years ago, and you know, I see a funeral procession, and I see people pulling over. I'm like, what? The- Get out of my way, you know, going down yeah, the road. Right. And I remember, I think we were together, and you pulled over. I'm like, what are you doing? He's like, there's a funeral procession. I'm going the other way, not behind yeah. me. Like, yeah, it was way. oncoming traffic. I'm like, what are you doing? Jeremy's and like, get it in gear. Put the pedal in the metal, man. <laughs> they ain't stopping us. Honk the horn. Wave. I don't know. Like, what do you do? Like, if you want to say hi to him, I don't know. So he gets out, and he's like, he you got to get out of your car. Gets out of the- he wasn't the only one. There are other people who you got out of their car. get out of your car? car? Sometimes. Yeah. There's degrees okay. to this. And, and if it's a long enough procession, sometimes you can see it's like not long. Sure, yeah. But like, yeah, if it's like a, if you're going to be there a minute, I've I, gotten out I usually, I usually park, like, I park in the road yeah. and just turn my flashers on. Never heard Because of I, 
I think it's just a sign of respect because that's a it's a moment in a family's life where I passed one on my with, motorcycle one time and I got off my motorcycle where they're just you know. It's kind of I, to me. It's just a sign of respect to that family. Just like, for the record, I see. I, I see what you're. I see what's happening, and I, you know, I. I think it's just a respectful thing to do. As but, I do that, I I don't. I usually either pull off the road or just stop in the middle of the road and put my flashlight. If, you get, if you get out, and put, like put your hand over your heart. It's just like a, this is like a sign of like, yeah, like I'm, compassion. I'm acknowledging, like, yeah, yeah just, you are having a really bad day. Like yeah. it's just. I, okay, I, I've never it's, done a, it's that. like a glimmer of encouragement to them. Yeah, I think it's strangers. I think it's really strange. Which I think is listen, I didn't know about it. It's not like I was like, Oh, that's dumb. <laughs> I saw it, I thought I was like, Oh, that's man, that's really interesting. Okay, I can get down with this. Yeah. So look, though I emotionally don't quite understand why people want this stuff, um, I acknowledge that it is helpful for people. I don't understand why. See, I don't understand why people like okra. Um, but I understand that people do like okra, Good. right? Yeah, I don't understand why people watch Sex in the City, but I understand and acknowledge that some people are entertained by this sort of thing. When it comes to funerals, I don't get it. I don't grasp it. Why it's emotionally comforting, but I know that it is for people. And so That's I embrace ask. it. Thank you. Yeah. And I get out of my car now. Yeah. I don't. Or I stand up out of the sunroof. Okay. You give him a little laugh. <laughs> <laughs> Make him feel better. He Not said, he said humor is a good. I yell jokes like let me try to cheer you up. Like yeah. I would like humor. I'm just kidding. I don't. But humor cheers me up. If I'm really sad, yeah. I want to listen to uh, some stand up. I want to listen to a comedian. That's I'll what tell I'm you doing. what though. There's nothing worse. At, there's nothing worse than a funeral that has funny things happen at times. It's not supposed to be funny. Yeah. There's nothing worse than I that. I haven't seen any of that yet. It's awkward. <laughs> oh, You're gosh. going to. Yeah, listen, I, stay I in ministry to. long enough. I want to. I was helping with this with this funeral one time, and like a lot of times when people when people pass, they'll have like multiple pastors get involved because it's yeah. like I used to go to this church. People and who yeah yeah, yeah. throughout so their life. I end up like I end up I was like doing half the service or whatever, and this guy that was like preached half the service and then like did the graveside stuff started like asking who at the funeral like had the most ministry experience. I don't even know why he got on this. He was just like this backwoods preacher that wanted to show how long he had been in the ministry. And like I said how long I'd been preaching because he starts like going around the crowd and asking and he and then he gets to me and he's like, Ooh, a veteran. Well let me tell y'all how long I've been in ministry. Oh, that's weird, and it's man. like and this guy's like behind him in the casket. We're like here to pay respect. You know, I think that's the most re- disrespectful thing you can do. If you if you have the honor to speak or be a part of a funeral and you make it about you or you bring yeah, up a topic like so tax evasion which you know i've told you all about that one <laughs> right you allow yeah. people to stand up and share stories about oh, so bad you know um my dad's cell phone rang one time and the pastor who was preaching was like we all have a call we've it's up to us to answer i mean like okay that's pretty good it was that i was, was impressed yeah, honestly that was yeah, the most recent funeral good. but i'll give him but that. i i just think that's so disrespectful to the family um yeah. I, you know, and I we've even had a lot of like family funerals where we've like had a what we call a family friend who's a pa- who's a preacher, and like just stand up there and tell stories mm-hmm. of like the person that's still alive, yeah, by side of me, yeah, like telling just like reminiscing about memories, and it has nothing to do with the right. person. Yeah. I mean, and I think that's just disrespectful. If, like if it's sweet that you have this, those memories. Listen, but. If you're listening to this podcast and you find yourself like you're going to preach a funeral. Maybe maybe you don't do it a lot. Or you've never done it before. Like, please talk to a pastor who's done a lot of them, 
um, that that was the best thing when I when I first started doing funerals is like I needed to talk to pastors who had done a lot of funerals. Tell me what's comforting and what's well received. Yeah. Because you don't want to blow that. You don't. Yeah. Want to be you only get bad. one chance at that. And, right. And there's still to this day like funerals from my family. I mean, I've I've told you all several like this is the worst funeral I've ever yeah. been to, and here's why. They keep getting worse. I feel like they do, well, and the, it's just the gonna, best funeral I ever went to was my grandmother's, who was done by her husband, right, my grandfather. And he, he wasn't he wasn't a Christian. He, oh dude, let me tell you something. Um every uh, there was there was not a dry eye. I mean, it was and that's not what made it good. It was so personal. Yeah. And I remember him saying that no one knows this woman more or better than I do. And so he's like, "Why am I going to have someone else speak at it?" That's and, a beautiful oh thing. man, it was so cool. It was so I think cool. it's a beautiful thing when you can reminisce you know, have have tender moments, but be able to laugh too at yeah, a funny memory. Yeah. You know, I think that just, especially if that's the character of the person that you're honoring and, re- sure. and remembering, I think it's just um, so many good ways. If you, if you do can my do funeral, you, it needs, it needs well, you just be, said you want to do your own funeral. So well, I mean, I was gonna have he's going to be featured. Yeah. Oh, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Jeremy's going to do mine, but like, yeah, vid- featured a video from us. Yeah. Yeah. Which one of y'all want to do my funeral? You want rock, paper, scissors for oh, it? he definitely wants to. Yeah. I mean, I have more I of a personality film. like yours probably. You want to film? I want to film the funeral so I can get all the fighting and the yelling. Oh, I thought you meant like take a picture of my body in the casket. Because <laughs> my family used to do that too. We have some in the selfies. albums I've at had home. some of my family that have done that. that Elizabeth was so talking about weird. the selfies with people. Yeah. And I'm like, that's, that's Yeah, that's strange. No, my family never did selfies, but they took pictures to remember. Um, and I'm not sure if they did that for family members who couldn't be there. Um, yeah, I've time, seen people do that. It's it always seems weird to me. But. That was actually I, I was at a funeral when somebody close to me took a picture of my relative who was, and she's like, "It's for the person who's not here." And I'm like, "He knows he's dead. He had a chance to come back. Like right? you don't need to see that. Yeah. It's traumatizing. Put that away." <laughs> I could say that because it was someone very close to me. If you understand what I'm saying, yeah. Um, parental, yeah, closeness, yeah. yeah. I need to take this to feed. I don't know what the sign is you're doing, but she's got a floss water in her hand. I'm going to start taking this small mini floss water to funerals so I can smack my parents with it. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Because they're the ones who act out at funerals. (laughs) All right, so um, anything. Mike Lozingo's funeral was the best funeral. Probably one of the best. I I can't wait to get to heaven and talk to Mike and be like, man, it was the best. I, I loved it. hearing the stories from his beautiful. friends and stuff. Beautiful. Like it, it was, it was really cool. And I, but I think that I think the reason it was so cool was because of Mike's life. And so Absolutely. maybe the moral of the story is, live a good life that honors yeah. God, and your funeral will be good. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Catch you next time. Thanks for listening. <laughs>